Perez. Walter makes a run ahead of it. Burkamp suddenly changed pace through the centre. It's Burkamp! That's magnificent! The move, and then this, which left Dabby's ass totally stranded. Hello and welcome to A Burkamp Wonderland. We are probably the best Arsenal podcast on YouTube and any other device you're listening to. We're here today predominantly to talk about the win over Manchester United, but also anything Arsenal's been going on in the last few days. I've got two fantastic guests with me today and the button monkey. So first up, we've got Stan the Man. How you doing, Stan? I'm really good, Nick. Yep, uh, just got a new washing machine, so the missus is happy. Oh, you know what it's like when you've got a happy missus, you know? Oh, that's a bit sexist, mate. You should show her how to do all the washing, she'll love you for it. <laughs> Will do. Also, also, he's back again, Twitch former superstar. Deacon, how you doing, bud? Hello. How are we, gentlemen? You doing all good? Yeah, I think we're doing good. How, how have you been over the last few days of... Um, Arsenal I've, uh, winning a few games of football. Yeah, Saturday Saturday was a was a pretty hectic one for me. Um I was celebrating St George's Day anyway, and then the game came on and I was, you know, I was like, oh, I've got I'll watch it, I'll watch it. You know, Chelsea was a good game and then uh yeah, I don't remember the afternoon sort of evening time and then late evening and then early morning. Oh, that's not too bad. It's always a good day if you can't remember it. Sunday was day. tough. Sunday was yeah. tough. Day. It's normally a bad day if you want to forget it, but obviously this was a good few days and a good it was win. fantastic, yeah, it's been great. Celebrating. Definitely not Obviously, expected. last but very not least, a Burkamp Wonderland's uh, owner, godfather, button monkey, bald person, it's Danny the DFB. How you doing, Danny? I am very good, Nick. I've just realised either my camera is falling or I've got um, subsidence in my house because that should line up with the top of the door, shouldn't it? And it doesn't. Fucking cats. Yeah, I'm good. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing good. Happy that we've actually won a few games rather than miserable and depressed and wanting to destroy all social media for the previous few games, which we lost. But what can we do? I suppose that is what we call football and support and Arsenal. We're up and we're down. Much like John's underpants. Exactly. Even wears any. Oh, yeah. Well, it was. what's the point? It's just they come off faster than they go on. That's it. Pointless. <laughs> Now, obviously, tonight we're just going to, like, say, flick through most of the Manchester United sort of decisions, goals and stuff like that, because, you know, on the last um, live show, we basically listened to Mike get drunk for an hour and a half, which was pretty hilarious, but I don't think we actually said anything about Man United, but there we go. So we'll just flick over. I suppose we'll start at the first goal and we'll go to Stan, talk about the, basically, you know, Nuno Tavares's goal and... Basically, what you think? Do you think he's a decent left back or is he a winger? Well, it was a good uh, scoring as quick as he did. It was a nice way to for the redemption story of Nuno Tavares because um, he's been up and down. He probably as probably as much as John's uh, for aforementioned underpants that we just spoke about, up and down all over the place. And watching Nuno Tavares, that game for me really kind of encapsulates what this young man is all about because he opens up with a goal to put us ahead. But there were times during that game where he was giving me the bloody horrors, mate. I'm telling you, I was 
clutching at my chest at times, thinking that I was going to have a coronary on the sofa. So there's a, it's a bit of a rough diamond. Um, I mean, he's had about, what, 35 games now, I think, in the top league, around that kind of a number. And 24 of those have been in, in Portugal, you know, with Benfica. So he's still finding his way. I mean, it's going to be interesting now that we hear that Tommy Asu is back, whether we're going to stick with Nuno and carry on with him, or whether we're going to see a switch to Cedric slotting in there and Nuno going back to the bench. Because as much as I like Tavares, there is a part of me that thinks that maybe a loan spell wouldn't do him any harm because he does seem that that is a little bit rough around the edges for me at the moment. And there are times when, as I say, he's giving me the bloody horrors. Yeah, would you say that? Like, say, a loan spell? Or, I mean, I think, you know, the modern-day fullback is basically a winger, you know, and a fullback in one. That's why they said wingbacks. Do you think that's, that's something we could actually, you know, teach him to be a better defender? Or do you think, you know, something in-house or... Like well, I hope so. I, I hope so, because that's the part of his game that is really lacking, you know, and his positioning as well at times when he's trying to do the, the defending parts of his game. I mean, he didn't cost us very much. It was a punt. You know, I like the lad, and I'm really glad that he was able to bounce back in the way that he did. You know, there was a part of me that when he got taken out of the team, that I thought, oh, no, we've lost him. You know, it can do a lot to a player to be taken out the way that he has, especially it was like two games now. You know, there's, a, there's actually, that's become a new word now, you know, where players actually get tavares in the game. I think, um, wasn't it uh, Christiansen who got Tavares in the uh, Chelsea game? He was off at half time. So that's actually become a thing now. You can get Tavares by your manager. That's um, it <laughs> But uh, it's a thing. It's a thing. I'm going to call it. Oh, yeah. It is according oh, to me. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> but um, yeah, um, I don't know. A loan spell, maybe. I just, I, I do worry about him. I can see that uh, Deacon was shaking his head no when I was mentioning when I was mentioning the loan spell. What do you reckon, Deacon? No. Training? Well, he's he's twenty two. He's twenty two. Um, right. You know, yeah. we, we 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 see what he can do uh, attacking wise. He's he's uh, he's got that chaos factor. A lot of people talk about that chaos factor. We used to chuck on Yaya Sonogo in the final 10, 15 minutes. Nobody knows what what he's going to do. Not even himself. You know. Yeah. So he's kind of got that chaos factor, um, which is great to see. He's got that. He's got that drive and that energy, and obviously he's got the the bounce back, um, which is, which is fantastic. Um, positioning and everything like that. What you said is completely correct. He does need to work on that, but that's something that he you know he'll develop over time. Um, having the game smarts and the football brain is something that you learn and you gain through experience by playing football. I know what you're saying about potentially going on loan does however force our hand to have to go into the market and pick ourselves up a backup left back whereas i want that money to be focused on central midfield um and another center back uh a, a backup right back a couple of strikers i think there's a lot of areas of the pitch that we need to be focusing on a lot more than a potential backup left back i think if we just stick with him i know what you're saying about the potential cedric coming in at left back that could be a shout but um a backup left back left back which is what we bought him for i think he sure. can keep doing that and uh, you know, and, and and only being around the Arsenal team and uh, with this with this young uh, positive drive that we've got going on, with the possibility of Champions League football, which will change the football club within one summer transfer window, and what we're all hoping anyway. Um, I really think he can turn into a, a, a fantastic player. Overall, um, I absolutely love him. I absolutely love him. It gets frustrating, obviously, when he's out of position. But as I said, it's going to come with time. So we'll say you, Danny, Nuno Tavares, too loan or not to loan? 
Uh, no, we can't because we haven't got anybody else to come in. I see what Stan means, though, because the pressure it must be as a new lad. He's played two half seasons in in Portugal and he's had a bit part this season with us. And he, he is so right. He's only just got turned 22 or 20. It's one of the others. I've just looked. And 20, I've he's 22 already. years old. He's 22 years old. Uh, in January, is then it? he was 22 in January. But yeah, I, so, yeah, in January, yeah. But I look at him and I sometimes think, is is that the final position that he's going to be playing in? Because for me, at times, it looks like he would be better in a, a back five as, as a proper wing back, not a left back. That's exactly because, what we should be doing at the moment. Yeah, because as a um, defending is something you learn. I mean, you can be uh, an, a goal scorer at any age. You can be a creative midfielder at any age. But you can't just become a great defender and know your game at a very early age, which is why you hardly ever see them. So when you see someone like Ramsdale, who's barely out of nappies and he's a magnificent, well, he was the first half of the season, a magnificent goalkeeper, and now he's getting a little bit wobbly. But uh, no, we have to keep him um, because Tierney is going to be our number one. And people complain and go, oh, Tierney is is injury prone. Well, the way, because he tackles, and of course you're going to be a little bit injury prone if you're going to be getting stuck in all the time, like Jack used to get stuck in all the time, and all these other players uh, that uh, that like to, to do tackles. So, um, yeah, I'd keep him, Nick, because we need a decent left back. But sometimes I think he's not he's not the left back that we need. But Tommy Ashley played a lot of left back when he was at Bologna. How about you, Nick? What do you think? Yeah, I mean, we always seem to say, oh, we'll loan him out, loan him out. I don't think we've had many successful loan spells, you know, a club of Arsenal's size. I mean, where would we loan him out? I suppose no one really in the Premiership would have him that play to our sort of level. And then you send him abroad, but then he's not getting experience, you know, in the Premiership. So it just because he can do it abroad doesn't mean he could do it over here. So we could have, you know, another Pepe situation. And I do... To be honest, of all the players on the pitch, I feel, I feel sorry for, you know, the fullbacks more than anything because over the last, what, 10 or 15 years, we expect them to basically be wingers helping, you know, up front as well as defenders. And that's a lot of pitch to cover. And I think that's why so many of them, not just at Arsenal, have had like injury problems because they're basically bombing up and down the pitch the whole game and, yeah, I think, you know, he, he, will he learn? Possibly. I remember Ashley Cole, you know, he had, you know, the last of, you know, Tony Adams and the, that old defence to actually teach him how to be a defender because, I mean, I remember he started off as a striker, didn't he, through the academy and then sort of got taught to defence. Whether or not, you know, the defenders we've got now can actually help him and, you know, help him I don't know but it's probably down to the coaches if they can coach it into him to be better I think he's got the basis to be a really decent left back or probably more you know wing back but he's, like a, wing say, back. he's, he's, back. he's a wing back he's not a full back he's yeah a wing back. he's another oh what was it um when we brought him in we just got Raul Kalasinic and Andre Santos he's another one sort of that mold you could tell they're you know closer to a winger than they are a defender but let's say he's back up did we have to worry about replacing a backup as much probably not but that's I suppose I will just have to see I think he'll look look I, I would stick with him the rest of the season because obviously he's not coming back and then just see where we are because we might be sitting there in another month's time saying you know we'll either have to get rid of him because he's terrible or he, he could do so well and we'll be saying Tierney might not get back in next year. We don't know, but... Well, just that given... was that spell early on in the season, wasn't there, when we were talking about the Tierney thing? 
and how you know Tabarez was keeping him out the side, and we all love Tierney, uh, you know, shopping yeah. bag and all. But Tabarez for a t- period of time kept him out of that side. Um, one of uh, one of uh, Arteta's biggest weaknesses, and I say this all the time, is his man management. His man management on and off the field is some one of the worst managers I've seen in a long time. You know, tactically, he's obviously you know he's he's getting there now and stuff, but. How he deals with players, um, for example, you know, uh, for mentality reasons or, or anything like that, I think he, I think he really struggles. I think that's something that he's, you know, hopefully he'll learn over time. But how he dealt with the Tavares thing when he was performing badly and stuff like that, I think you're knocking back a player, especially when you know Arsenal went out and bought Tavares and knew what kind of player he was. We didn't just go, oh, well, he looks all right, we'll take him. We knew how he plays and we knew his strengths and we knew his weaknesses. Um, we've just got to try and get the best out of the guy um, as, as as best as possible and as early as possible. Um, being so young and and, uh, uh, and impressionable, uh, he's around. He's he's around a, a, a fantastic squad, very young and, and and very driven at the moment. So let's just keep him in there and just see how he goes for the for the season. We'll pick it back up early season next season. Yeah, I think you're right. Plus, also, you know, because we signed him last season, obviously he'll be. He'll be you know, at pre-season, at the start of pre-season, exactly. rather than get signed okay. halfway in. So it really helped, you know, get him onto the same page. And we'll just coach him into it because... I think so. You know, I think a lot of people think that if you're not world-class by the time you're 18, you're terrible, you've got to be sold. Every not month. everyone's Fabregas, man. Not everyone's <laughs> no, not Fabregas. This. Well, I think, what, Fabregas at 16, Rooney at probably 18. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's really about, rare. It really it's so world-class at that age. I mean, most it's of so them don't rare. come into their own, what, 22 23 yeah it's you know things change everyone's different man everyone's everyone gets to their gets to their, what they want at, at, at any different age man it doesn't matter so he's no fabregas but you know i he reminds me of a bouet a kind of bit i don't know what you guys think kind of reminds me of emmanuel abue just very attacking just kind of very crazy he's got that chaos factor about him as well um you know he's your left back or your right back or whatever and uh, and he'd go again he'd try and take on defenders, opposing defenders. And you're like, what's going on here? This is a bit nuts. Uh, so I, I, I like him. I, I really like him. And I really hope that he can take this all on the chin and then move forward. Um, and that goal against United is definitely going to help him. That's for sure. I, I have to agree with Alonso. I don't think that Tavares kept Tierney out of the starting eleven at all. I just don't think that Tierney was quite ready. And I remember when on a few podcasts I was on, and everyone was basically saying about how Tavares should be starting ahead of Tierney. And I couldn't. I couldn't believe it. And for me, I think it's that sometimes when you see a player, if they're very busy, and when we first got to Vares, he was extremely busy. He had a lot more confidence about him, and he was taking a lot of wild shots. It kind yeah. of reminded me a little bit of Gwenduzi, in a way. That that exuberance, a lot of very busy. Oh, he, wants to, he wants to impress, doesn't he? Yeah. He's like, like me, like me. Oh, yeah, and, okay. and and when you see that sometimes, I think it's like a, it has what I call like shiny new toy syndrome. You're like, oh, what is this? We've yeah, not seen sure. anything well, like this for. You know, we want a little bit more of it. So I never really bought into Tavares being good enough to actually keep Tierney out of the Arsenal side. He, he he had a good little spell and it was good to see him, but I just don't think Tini was quite... All right, fine. Yet. Okay, maybe. All right. Well, let's, all right, let's reword it then. Uh, I think uh, Arteta was happy enough with Tavares' performances that he didn't feel like he needed to bring Tini back um, any earlier than it, than it was needed to be. You agree with that? Yeah, no, no, yeah, yeah. I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't going at you personally. No, 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 no. I know you're not. I know and you're not. I, I, it, maybe, maybe I'm just on. looking through my Tavares tinted glasses like this, you know. But I was on a lot of um, pods and, and they were literally saying that, you know, Tini shouldn't be starting. 
ahead of Tavares at the moment. And I'm, I, I'm a I big was the believer. only one that was going like, really? I'm a big believer in you should keep, you know, a player should be playing in that position because they, they've been performing the best in that position, regardless of who's a first team player. So I was only going with it, not because I thought Tavares was generally a much better player than Tierney was. I just said, Tavares has been performing very well. He's not, you know, he's made a few mistakes, but he's he's been exceptional since the Tierney situation. He was kind of thrown into the deep end. Keep him in there until we feel like his performances are slightly dropping and then you then you change things up like you would do normally. Don't just go, thanks for playing really well for those three games, and but goodbye. I don't think that's right. I think, I mean, I think Cedric's been, been playing really well. So much so that yeah. I think that we don't, we don't really need to panic and run into the market to well, find a backup right back. But 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 by that token, then does Tammy Asu have to sit on the bench and continue while Cedric plays? And how does he to work his way well, back Cedric, into the Cedric, team? Cedric, Cedric, I thought personally was was uh, was uh, awful against United. Awful. I thought he was getting battered left, right, and centre. And the free um, kicks against Chelsea were it was yeah exactly uh, yeah yeah exactly he was poor against Chelsea as well. I think you know he's been he's been a solid ambassador to hold the right back position, but he's not exactly exactly he's not been a player where you've gone oh well we don't need to worry about Tommy Asu. We've been talking about Tommy Asu for f- months. <laughs> oh, when's he back? When's he back? What's going on? We, but, we're, we're, Cedric, not... we're just like Cedric's done okay, but Tom, where's Tommy Asu? Where is he? The best way to answer the Tavares question, Nick, would be if if we there was talks that Tierney was wanted by Real Madrid. It's bullshit. It's not going to happen. I mean, the only link there is because um, who is the manager of Real Madrid? Alonchi? Alonchi? That's not even a fucking name. Alonchi. And there we go. Alonchi, when he was at Everton, wanted to sign Tierney for Everton. So if Tierney did leave, which he's not, then the question, the, the way that you decide whether Tavares is, is the good enough or not is would Arteta get in another left back or would he go Tavares, you're our man first, our main man now? I'm going to have a banana. I'm pretty sure he'd get him in. And I don't think, you know, we, I, I just think, I think we all said it on here and most of what I saw that we all knew Tierney would be number one and would come back, but we were happy to keep with Tavares just to make sure he was fully fit and 100% so he didn't get injured again. I think similar with Cedric and Tommy Ashu at the moment, you know, we wouldn't want him to come back, you know, rush him back after one day's training and then pull up again and be out for another month. I think that's what that, that more as it is, but probably best to move on from Nuno Tavares because he scored, so we should, should really give him a lot less grief. Agreed. Agreed. No, Tommy that. is back. It will make Tavares need to defend a little less. That's true. Completely agree with that as well. I mean, I, you know, he's. I think he's a good player, and we'll just have to see second season if he steps up. If not, he won't. But we'll move on then because we'll be here all night. If we'll not, just talk so about Tavares for forty-five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we'll move on. I'll, I'll stick with you, Deacon, because you seem to. We'll talk about the um offside goals. We might as well do both of them at the same time, obviously, and chuck in the Saka penalty a bit. And obviously, Eddie was offside and then a penalty and then Ronaldo had an offside goal. What did you think about those decisions? Um, before we talk about it, I just want to quickly talk about Tavares. Just said, I'm joking, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> 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 uh, the offside goals, um, the Eddie one. Uh, it's getting annoying, isn't it? It's, it's, it's getting really annoying where you see these VAR situations where it just... It feels like it's going on forever. I know it wasn't uh, going on forever, like the the four minute one uh, where we had the Martinelli goal disallowed against us, which was just 
absurd. Um, but it's getting it's getting a bit frustrating now because I it, it, I feel like I can't celebrate goals anymore like a normal human being. It's just getting nuts. I'm just like I'm standing again, waiting, waiting for the for the rea- you know what's going to happen, what's going to happen. It's driving me nuts. Um, I thought Eddie played uh, <laughs> rather well again, which is I'm blown away by. He's he's got such a he's got like a pit bull mentality when he's playing up front. You know, he, he hassles people to the point where he makes chances with, from himself. Um, where was this Eddie <laughs> for the last how many years? I'm just like just turned up now have you this I think he crazy. was on the bench sure but yeah, but it, when he did get opportunities he never he never took them he never you know he never even wasn't interested at all it's just like it's taken him to this point I don't know as you know as we were saying earlier everybody's got their moment when they, when they're going to reach that moment where they become a world a, a, well, a better player or world class player or whatever um, and uh, I don't know seeing uh, seeing these uh, these Eddie performances is uh, is very interesting however I, I don't want to give him a contract Oh, don't get me wrong. <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna falter again, hundred percent sure. But um, yeah, I thought Eddie was very unlucky. To be fair, I can't remember the Ronaldo offside goal for the life of me. As I said, I was drinking. Um, but if you could enlighten and talk about, don't ask Ronaldo. Mike. <laughs> yeah, don't ask Mike. I think he was. Gone. He doesn't even know we played. Basically, it's basically these offside goals that I mean, I've been talking about it for pretty much since VARs, and they're basically giving people a level offside. They're stopping the play, they're getting out the, the tape measure, they're putting all lines everywhere, and they're giving basically people, like I said, they're level, mm-hmm. and they're giving them offside. We've had big toes, half an armpit, half a kneecap. And Isn't it supposed to be clear and obvious mistake? Yeah. Well, you, you would think so, but... They're just checking everything. They're like, oh, hold on. How was the level of blades of grass on this pitch? Is everyone everything level? It's like, it's all getting a bit yeah. much, isn't it? Is they're getting yeah. involved in every single thing and taking away the kind of the spirit of the game. Um, and it's kind of become, it's very much just about money. We've said that for a while, I, I have anyway, um, how football's kind of changing into franchises now. It's uh, uh, it's not really about the fans anymore, but we all knew that because of that, uh, that super... Super League or whatever, you know, we all kind of knew something like that was coming. But well, what do you the VAR situation is driving me nuts. Huh? What do you say, Stan, about off the offside, you know, how it is at the moment, just the state of offside? Not just for us, but for everybody. Is it a bit stupid at the moment? Well, you know, a goal gets scored and it just basically sucks all the air out of the room, doesn't it? You're like, <clears> is it, what, what is it? I was it, I mean, was it the Martinelli one where he was like really celebrating with everybody and that, you know? I mean, yeah, he went sucks. and hugged um, the doctor, club doctor. What's yeah, his name? Just, it, it just sucks everything out of the joy. All the joy is gone, you know? And yeah, like, and it no, took over it, four minutes oh. and they still couldn't get in a definitive answer and went, but we're just going to have to rule it for the defending team. Like, I, just, I was like, I, I, what? I want the referee to be the referee. You know, if I wants to have a word in the referee's ear about something, I get that. But I don't want the referee just standing there waiting for the people in the booth to make the decision. I want the referee to go and look at the little screen as well every time to put his own eyes on it so he can say, yeah, I can see why you pulled that back now. I agree. Or he may see something himself. You know, I want the referees to get more involved and not let these guys up in the booth do the job for them. Well, it's not going to happen. It's going very much. They the should also way. be doing it in like a Catholic Church confessional thing, so no one can badger them. They go in a little box, maybe like a Doctor Who TARDIS. They're going to be doing. They're going to be doing automated offside systems now. Is are they? Yeah, they're looking at automated offside systems. Like tracking. Like Alan Davis was saying on the just uh, tracks. The just, it's just a robot on tracks that just tracks the run. Like, you won't be yeah. surprised. And it has lasers in its eyes, and it will shoot yeah. you if you disagree. Yeah. But yeah. Alan Davis was saying Knee on the Tuesday. Up. 
on the Tuesday Club last night. They all rise up together it. at football fields on the same day and take over the world. <laughs> don't, don't give them ideas. We've not seen Terminator. Offside should just be for your feet. Because he said Raheem Sterling was, because he runs with his, um, with his arse two foot behind his, his head. And so he runs forward. Like, no, Ryan Sterling actually runs like my missus in a high He runs like this. He runs like this. Heels with a handbag. He calls, it, he calls it his Tyrannosaurus arms, but it looks like he's holding a couple of handbags, personally. <laughs> yeah, my missus runs <laughs> oh! like that. The bus. Oh, have oh, you seen that over there? It's crazy. <laughs> anyway, trying to keep this on, on point for Nick Shout says. Um, and <laughs> he was saying it should be where your feet are, because how can it be fair to judge where the rest of the body is? And, in, like, and he said in, in rugby, I don't watch rugby, but then it's like in American football, you are, if you keep your feet in for the touchdown, and then, then inside the lines, it counts as a touchdown. It doesn't matter if your body and your, I think that's right. But then you look, if you, um, if, uh, oh, I'm just thinking of the lines. The I only one, the only know. thing you can do with that is with the goalkeeper when he's holding the ball. If he still had his feet inside the pitch and then put the ball out sideways and it was over the line, then that would count as being out of play, wouldn't it? But I should just keep it to feet. I think that was right. I, I didn't really think about this until I just thought about it, Nick. Sorry about that. Do you think maybe it's, I mean, because Wenger's been talking about this offside and bringing back a, a certain amount. Like he said, look, it have to be a metre offside to be offside, which is sort of similar to, remember when we had the daylight rule, which they tried for a few years and sort of went back on and stuff like that? I because, I like I said, I mean, we all know what offside is and what the whole point of it is to stop people goal hanging, you know, standing 30 yards offside, you know, next to the goalkeeper, just punting upfield and just having a one-on-one with the keeper. It's, it's ne- it was never brought in to stop people being, like say, half a knee, half a toe offside, basically levelled. But, I mean, I think they could, if they could somehow get the offside to where it is with goal line technology, where it's the same for everybody, they've got sensors in the ball, you know, use the Hawkeye, whatever it is, so we can actually see every player, every inch of them. And it's almost instant, you know. So the linesman, all he has to do is, you know, he's got the little vibrator thing on his wrist, the same as the referee. Oh, that says it's offside, and that's done. But until they get like that, they should just stay with the on-field call. Stop it, Deacon. (laughs) Because I said vibrator, wasn't it? (laughs) You, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 1883, they introduced offside, and they still haven't got it right. <laughs> Nearly 140 years later. Might as well just give up and not have it. I'll just, yeah, just get rid of it completely. That would be a laugh. I agree, it? I agree. Just get rid of it. I'm done with but all just, of this. Just, um, as we were talking about Eddie, one of the most amusing things that I saw for the Man United game was uh, somebody posted up this little little video, and it was a corner. And he got oh, and they yeah, yeah. marking him, and he yeah. just he, he out. stood in, he stood in the box, and two players come either side of him. It was almost like an Eddie and Kettier sandwich, right? And he just looks at each one of them and just takes a, a step back and walks around, and they haven't noticed he's gone. And when they both look in, there's no one there. They're just looking at each other, and it kind of epitomised how bad Man United are at the moment. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're basically, it's almost like they were blindfolded. You know, I think it was I think it was Sancho and Dallo. I yeah. think, I think, but that was very funny. It's a very funny little thing. Yeah, but yeah, get rid of the AR, get rid of all of this technology shite. Just bring it back. Jesus Christ. Get these, get these linesmen and referees and stuff like that to actually do their job. Cause at the moment they're just, they don't give a shit. And yeah, the linesmen well, aren't right. even allowed to hold the flag. Oh, this, is yeah, yeah. this is it. Yeah, this is it. This is it. Watch, watch. See ya. 
Where's Eddie gone? <laughs> Solid little bit of comedy there. This is the way he looks at the both of them and just thinks, nah. <laughs> nah, you're all right. Poor man, you. They really are trying, aren't they? And you see the one where Saka had the ball and they um they come up um McTominay come up behind him and just knock the ball from out from under his arm. I didn't see that. Yeah, Saka picked the ball up for the penalty and he's standing there. He's got the ball in his arm like this. Oh, I didn't, I didn't see that. Him, knocks the ball out like that and it goes on the floor. I think you pathetic little twat. Patron. Oh, well, fuck him. Uh, and I, I have a question because um, I'm quite old and I'm not down with the youth in the street. Can somebody tell me what the, the telephone thing is when Eddie does? What's the, what, what have I missing? Who's he calling? His mum? Jim will fix it. What's, what's the deal? <laughs> not anymore. Ghostbusters. Oh, no, no, can, I, can I get a pepperoni passion, please? <laughs> Because I see someone else doing it the other day, and all I'm like, well, I'm, you know, I don't know, I know but then I don't know what Saka's doing either. It's like he's serving, like taking, showing someone to their table. I don't know what's going on there either. He's <laughs> like, this is your table. <laughs> so I have no idea. I have no oh idea God. about these celebrations. And then you got Lacker's flute. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what it's all. I have no idea. So, and I'm 35, so I, I have no idea. No idea. Anyone? Anyone's got an idea about the calling? Kind of no. He did that they, before. Like... Well, who did? Who did this one? Who does this one? Oh, uh, Griezmann. Did Gr- yes, yeah, Antoine yeah, Griezmann. Griezmann. Two phones he's got. He's, he's like, he's got I'm, a burner phone. I'm a drug dealer. He <laughs> 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 got me two phones. I have no idea what the phone thing's about. Yeah, I think everyone wants like you know a signature thing so they, they can do, see it on fifa and say look they're doing my goal celebration and, th- and then they get really happy probably something stupid like i want that. i want an arsenal player to do the 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 fifa dead fish where you just jump in the air and fall to the floor that was the only celebration i could ever manage to do <laughs> Yeah, I <couldn't> as well. <laughs> just drop to the floor i think that's why the kids all like to play as psg because they've got all the showing off little pricks there like alan rosalando okay. saying that he's disgusted that his kids um, like to play as PSG when they play FIFA, and then when he goes to take his kid to football, those are the kids that have got um, PSG kits on. I wouldn't have that. I so say you're not fucking wearing it until you're 18 and you got your own house. You will not be enjoying anything PSG related. I mean, you just drop them. You just drop them off at the orphanage, wouldn't you? Yes, agreed. <laughs> agreed. Agreed. That's what my that's what that's what my dad said. <laughs> oh, you want to? Oh, you can be a homeless child of sporting that. <laughs> that's good so let's move on I'll speak to Danny talk about obviously the penalty we got and if you thought that was a penalty and then obviously Saka stepping up and taking it magnificent he has shown that he, he doesn't care he will do whatever he wants whenever he wants and he is the, the greatest young player in the world and there is there's no team in the world that, that he couldn't go and step straight into which worries me immensely <laughs> I wanted to have a few more we need Champions games. League football we need Champions League football <laughs> if we, we don't that, that's why this podcast is called Champions League here we come because I'm, I'm grabbing hold of fate we're... and I'm twisting them with, with, with gay abandon because I don't care uh, it's just magnificent that that's just one more thing he's done. And I've noticed in recent games he's taking the set pieces as well. It won't be long before he's taking the managerial decisions and he's making picking the team sheet and doing everything else. There is nothing Nick, that boy can't do. Yeah, I mean he's. He, I've just thought about him the other day because I was watching a Wobie at Everton 
Um, <laughs> sorry, I'll, let me finish. <laughs> because I remember a Come woman. On. Being oh, what, a, what a sadistic thing to do to yourself. This is horrible. Right, this is so bully the, oh. Because it's very similar. You know, they both came through the academy. They both sort of burst onto the scheme, scored a few goals. And in my opinion, they both sort of dipped off a bit. But then Saka just then this blew up and just taken off to another level. Whereas Awobi never did. He just sort of stayed at that. And then the goals he was scoring dried up, which a lot of footballers do that. And I just, I'm just so happy for the lad that he's done that. But I'm also terrified if we get into the Champions League, that the rest of Europe are going to see him play more often on the bigger stage. Oh, and then Danny's always petrified. We'll lose, him. we'll lose him if we don't get Champions League football. We'll lose him if we don't get Champions League football. Yeah, but as going on, he's an Arsenal fan, though. And like, how many actual Arsenal started, fans have ever really wanted Watford. to leave? Huh? Started at Watford. Did he? Yeah. He was a Watford youth. Is he, what is he going to go and leave us to play for Watford? Well, what, what happened was this is what this is a like, this is an actual uh, reenactment right now. So this I'm an Arsenal scout, so right? Was? Standing at London Coney. This is what happened. And Excellent. then this so this is a fence, right? This is the fence. Uh, over here is Watford's training ground. And this is Arsenal's. Oh yeah. Uh, that's what it's like in real life in London Coney. And they've just gone. Oh yes. I looks all right. I'll just take him, please. Thank you very much. Right. And that's literally what happened. They just lifted him over the fence. And went, we'll take him, we'll do, he'll do all right. That's literally it, what happened. It was so small, they probably just lifted the fence up Yeah, they up just lifted him over the fence by, his, by his top, just like the, the, or his backpack from school, just kind of lifted him over the fence. <laughs> literally, that was what happened I on the day. I didn't know he was so, um, I don't know whether he's an, a born and bred Arsenal fan, um, but he's, uh, yeah, he started at Watford. I didn't know that Eddie started at Chelsea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I didn't know that until the other week. And in an interview after, they said I didn't. I didn't care that Chelsea let me go because I'm an Arsenal fan, and then I signed for Arsenal, so I was happy. Yeah, but there's a few of those, you know. When they're, I mean, how young are we talking? When he was on Watford's, you know, when they say he's on the books, does that mean he had a contract? Probably not. Does that mean he went in like an open day where anyone could play? You know, because I remember um, Harry Kane was apparently on our books. Whereas I actually heard that he was basically there for about two days. I've never heard of no, I, Have you heard trial of that? I, I didn't yeah. hear the Harry Kane on our books. I only, I I only remember like the picture of him celebrating. Oh, uh, he was there for the season. Invincible. I don't remember yeah. him being on the being said a bit to be on the books. Harry Kane was um, the entire season. Yeah, like like I'm talking when they're 11, 12 years old, which it just happens a lot more than you think. You know. I'm, until that you're 16, 17, you sign your first professional contract, you're not really on anyone's books, are you? Until you sign that. I, I just said he started at Watford. Yeah, started at a youth level, like a, a 10, 11 year old. But it doesn't, you know, I mean, let's be honest about it. Nobody wants to support Watford. Nobody even likes Watford. Nobody even knows where Watford is. I'm not sure. Elton John used to like Watford. Even if it does exist. You think Watford, you think Elton John, you think John Barnes and Luther Blissett, and that's it. Oh, and maybe Kevin Richardson. Um, a Harlequin shopping centre. Was it more about Maxwell? <laughs> were the owner for a while as well? Derby, he was. Oh, was it Derby? I thought it was Motford. Yeah, no. You don't talk about Derby here, it's bad times. Maxwell owned Derby and Oxford, I think. Then that's why they brought in the law you couldn't own more than one team. And then he fell off a boat. Allegedly. <laughs> and he missed water. <laughs> <laughs> right, so let's go off. Let's move on a little bit. Uh, speak to Stan. Talk about Granite Xhaka and his goal. What do you think of that? What? 
where did that come from? I mean, we know he, we know he takes them shots. You know, he's, he's had a couple before, but the time that it happened in the game, I thought that at that moment we were a little bit down on our play, you know, and I was getting a little bit concerned. So for him to just pick that up and just wallop it in at that time was perfect timing, and it gave us another lift again. And fair fair play to him. You know, and that's up there with the little net, the little nutmeg he did the other week, isn't it, in the penalty box where he done the little nutmeg to bring the, the ball out. So, that was uh, Chelsea, wasn't it, as well? The, yeah, the game yeah, before, yeah. which and you know, I'm not his biggest fan, and I'm I'm just one of these that's just like, well, is it is it wrong to sometimes want to be able to have the opinion that you feel that you can upgrade on a player, that that player isn't the bastion of that position, that he isn't the be all and end all, that if you can upgrade. Why not? And I'm of the opinion of that with Xhaka. But, you know, he's here helping us out. And it was a fantastic goal. Can't take it away from him. And I jumped up out of the sofa when, when that went in. I found the uh, the video I wanted to show you. Just bear with me. Is, um, yeah. 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 Little cunt. <laughs> Such a dick. Saka doesn't even rise to it. That's fantastic, man. Look uh, at that. He just takes look- a breath, calms himself down. That's fantastic. There's the there's the Cedric Great. Saka combination again just before he takes it. Little is that Cedric hovering around thinking? Can he's I always pace. <laughs> right when when you score, I want to be in the camera <laughs> straight there. <Woo! laughs> there um, you go. That's what he lost us all of demonetized. Now that'd be one pound twenty. That's just cost us. <laughs> that Xhaka goal though, unbelievable, absolutely unbelievable. Perfect timing, first goal of the season. Um, it really just took. Uh, complete hold of the game uh, and uh, I think we could all just take a, a sigh of relief and take a breath and go ah, game's done that's it they've got nothing to answer for now you know what I mean and uh, I, funny enough I was um, I was speaking to my mate who was watching the game with and uh, I was like Tommy Asso I really want him to get minutes and uh, you know I think Arteta brought him on too late I wanted him to bring on you know 80, 80th 85th minute at, you know at least um, but coming on when he did, you know, he only had like what two or three minutes there. I was like, I really want extra time to be even extra time, even if we can see the goal, just to get to uh, t- uh, Tommy Asu, just even like you know ten minutes in his legs. I think that would have been fantastic. Um, but unfortunately, not that's not the case. But what a goal from Jacka! Unbelievable goal. But what, um, are you saying offside because of the uh, maybe obstruction? Yeah, I mean, rumour has it that Rio Ferdinand is still bawling his eyes out because VAR ruined everything for Manchester United on Sunday, but up Saturday. But yeah, they were saying because he was possibly in the Gaia's line of sight. Right. Um, who, who, have we got? Have we got a video, uh, Mister Mister Monkey, uh, Monkey on the buttons? Can we get a video? Um, reenactment of that goal of the Xhaka goal so we can kind of see uh, if we agree with the opinion that it's offside it's not offside or if it, or if we thought it was I don't think it was offside I don't think it was offside but I but it I looked to, to me I, that that there was a lot of people in front of De Gea and he kind of he took the wrong step then he went to peep to yeah, the right yeah he went to side. he went to peak and then but it was step. already coming it was already yeah, coming yeah, yeah, yeah. on the left it was already yeah, coming well if Danny can't find it doesn't really matter basically I'll look at the he was standing like in an offside position by at least a yard or two, but it started De Gea. He was looking round his own defender. I was at Tellez, and he looked absolutely one, one still. He looked absolutely petrified as Xhaka hit it because I suppose they all know, you know, he seems to hit it. What he can do. But from what I was told and what they said, like after the game, 
is because it was, and there's a rule I didn't know, because it was so far out, about 25, 30 yards away from him, they, they said that doesn't count. Whereas if it had been standing two oh. yards in front of him, oh, that's offside. Interesting. Of, and apparently, which I did find out, they had a goal at Norwich scored like that a couple of weeks ago where Pookie scored and they were like, oh, well, he's in an offside position. But like I say, another weird offside rule that no one seems to know. I've never heard of that one. Never heard of that one. Really? I, can, I, can, I can only find the video and I can't play for any minute, any seconds of an actual video because then we'll get the video will get no deleted. No worries, no worries. I, I can't really um, find the photo either. That's all right. Um, but uh, no, but there, but there we go. So because of the distance of the shot, that's I, I, I've, I've not heard of that one. So that's, uh, you learn something new every day. Well, there's another rule, wasn't there? Another um, decision I'd never heard of is when Suarez went down and handballed, the referee that was on, on Sky Sports, wherever I was watching it, said if a player is breaking his fall while falling forward with his arms and then uh, his arms handball, that's not a, not a penalty. I thought we got away with that one. I thought we got away with that one. <laughs> <laughs> it was a bit. We needed. A, we, we, listen, we're Arsenal. We're Arsenal. We don't get uh, a rub of the green very often. I thought we got uh, a little bit of rub of the green there, uh, with that not going uh, towards to, towards a penalty. That's for sure. Um, but yeah, you're right about that. Another rule that I've not heard of before. Um, if you're breaking your fall, so just, you'll see players all of a sudden start. Oh no, I'm breaking my fall. Uh, oh, oops. <laughs> I <laughs> I think because his now. hand was actually on <laughs> the floor, because we, we were going to get it how how many dodgy handballs we've had over the last few years where people oh, yeah, are just we... going to start deliberately kicking it at people's hands. So they've said, you know, if he's on the floor like that, that is a natural position. I mean, we could talk about, because they had like a, a few more penalty shouts and obviously the one they got, I might as well ask you, Deacon, because he's your, you know, your favourite player. Um, Tavares giving away the penalty. Um, no, he didn't. <laughs> 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 Sorry, that's what um, you're your answer was going to be. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Um, if I'm going to be honest with you, um, yes, it was a penalty, but it's an unlucky penalty, I think. I think his arms above, um, was it, who was it? Who was it? I think it was like, White or Gabriel's head, um, kind of like over the top. Obviously, he's put his arms up to to you know to leap. Um, I think it's unlucky. It is a penalty, but it came off Tavares's head and then onto his arms. So I thought he was doubly unlucky there. Um, okay, it's in an unnatural position, but you know, every, not everybody jumps the same. <laughs> you know, we all jump differently. We all we all have different postures, heights, uh, arm lengths, and everything. You know, body masses in different areas. We'll jump differently. And have our body weight, whether it's front, back, left, or right, all slightly different when we leap. Um, I thought he was unlucky. Um, it's a penalty, but I think it's. I don't think it's. Oh my God, Tavares, how that's so bad. You know, I, I, I think it's just. I think it's unlucky. If I'm honest with you, I think you'd say that's what you'd call a modern day handball penalty. You know, sure. it's not like he put his hand or tried to catch the ball. It wasn't he, like. Ooh. Yeah, he didn't pretend to be a goalkeeper. It was, it was unlucky. Like, no, he, he didn't fist it away. Kieran Gibbs or the Ops. He didn't go straight onto his hand either. It went into his head first and then onto his hand. It's not like he's... You know what I mean? He's. It's, I think it's unlucky. Yeah, and what about unlucky. the other... Well, it's like, it's like sometimes you can a, a player can kick a ball out of a player's hand yeah. and get a, and get, and get, a, yeah. get something for it, right? Yeah. The player, the player doesn't know the ball's going to come there. And it's very rare that you see people jump in a... Pogo stick manner. Who 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 jumps like that? You know. No, nobody jumps. Nobody jumps you, like you that. Get you, a have bit to, of you have to kind of get your, 
Exactly, yeah. exactly. And there was someone underneath his arm. Um, and it didn't go even directly on his arm. It hit his head first. Yeah, and, and I, I think, think that the position unlucky. of the person under him, it kind of impeded him putting his arm down. My point. You know what I mean? My point. I know you're all laughing. Oh, my God, he's putting out a pretty good argument here for Tavares because he loves him. But I'm, I genuinely feel that he was unlucky there. Genuinely no, I'm, I was joking. I actually, thought, I, I actually thought he clotheslined him. No, I'm joking. <laughs> See what I mean? See? Look, he's got... Yeah. He's, oh, that's Emil Smith-Rowe. So Emil Smith-Rowe's right underneath him. He's headed the ball... And and then it's gone straight, and then it's gone onto his arm. I think he, I think he's unlucky. I think he's unlucky. And he's trying to karate chop thirty nine in the throat. Then. And he's probably oh. reaching to McTominay, if anything. As yes, in, yeah, like I saw what you did with the ball earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah you go, putting a bit of pressure <laughs> I saw on that. him. You know, putting a bit of pressure on him. Just putting putting an arm towards him. Um, was it was it Tavares where he held on to uh, very early on Elenga? He held on to yeah, him and then he kind of let him go and then he, and then Alenga oh, dropped. Oh yeah, that was, um, that was earlier arm, on. He had his arm wrapped right. He had his arm around him he? and then, and then he kind of let him go and then Alenga's yeah. like, oh, fuck, I thought uh, I thought he was quite lucky there to be honest to Tavares. Sure, was, sure, but 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 uh, but it could potentially be really smart play because it worked out for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think you did there. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> All right, well, let's move on from, you know, Bash and Tavares, Tavares, Tavares again. because Deacon have basically blamed... <laughs> so let me Emil just talk Smith about Tavares Rose. a little bit more. <laughs> no, we'll move. We'll talk to Danny about, obviously, Bruno, his silly little penalty, how he took it. And he weren't the only one this week. Um, Chelsea missed one as well, but one of Eugenio, these silly he does little run-up things. What do, you, what do you think about that? I think Ronaldo must have just should have looked at the camera and then they should have had the music from... Um, Curb your enthusiasm. Love that. <laughs> Love that. Just run out again. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's absolutely ridiculous. Because you know why. I mean, it's not come out, but Fernandez is a whiny little bitch. And that's why he had to take it. And Ronaldo doesn't care because he, he knows his team is shit. He knows the manager is shit or whatever position, that whatever name the manager gives himself. And he knows he's the manager leaving... at that point as well. Yeah, and he's leaving at the end of the season to go and play football somewhere else because he's quite possibly the greatest footballer of any era to ever have played the game because people will say Messi, but Messi's only really played for three teams in his life. He's done fuck all with Argentina. He's done fuck all with PSG. Um, but meanwhile, Ronaldo has done it with in Portugal, for Portugal, then Man United, then Real Madrid for such a long time. Then Juventus. Re- Juventus. Now he's come back to Man United at the age of 102 because um, he's a robot from the future. And he's absolutely uh, dominating everything. I don't even like the bloke. And yeah, neither do he, I. Can't stand and the tragedy he's completely. just had to nearly... He was he was unlucky not to get a hat-trick against us. And so he, he, that's just probably... He's just got fuck this team. I mean, that team is an absolute joke. They've either got players that are on 500 grand a week or players that you've never heard of. There's no in-between with Man United. And they're all shit. I mean, I think we're all... I was going to say, he's got to be on his way to finish his career back at Porto and he have a year or two there and win the Portuguese league with them. He can go and spend a decade in MLS and then go and spend He's going to play in MLS till he's 40s. Chiellini's going to MLS, He's still doing it. He's what, he's 36? 37. 37? He's still doing it in the Prem. Chiellini's going to MLS at 39. (laughs) He's going to the MLS and he's going to make a shit ton. 
he's going to make an obscene amount of money in the MLS. It's funny how football's changed, isn't it? It wasn't so long ago, football was like Logan's run. You know what I mean? You hit 30 and that was it. You were finished. <laughs> the day you turned Jesus. 30, that was Hold it. Sent out to pastures. Do either of you two know what Logan's run is? No clue. Logan's Run was a sci-fi show back in the 70s. It was originally a movie and it was set in the future. And then when you got to the age of 30, they just basically got rid of you. They that also did oh, the Star Trek okay. Next Generation episode that, that as well. So two of, them, two of them decided to escape to find what was outside the city to see if it was like a better world. So it was just weekly. They were trying to find this place. Was it a film or just a TV series? It was a film with Michael York and then they made a TV series out of it. I need to do it every Saturday. Apocalyptic stuff like this is. Uh, it was it was pretty bag. cool. Logan's Run. Logan's Run. I'm looking into it. The film's pretty cool. It's like a very retro '70s sci-fi looking film. If you like it's that kind year. of. It's a two thousand. The one with Hugh Jackman and Patrick Stewart. Twenty-two seventy-four. No, Hugh Jackman. What's that? Huh? Oh, no, that's Logan, and not Logan's Run. Oh, that's you mean that. Logan? Yeah, I've seen that. <laughs> one. No, no, like that. <laughs> From what Wolverine? Yeah, um, whoa, wow, that's yeah, Farrah that's definitely Fawcett. that's far yeah. full scene. Just put, just put this picture up. When was this filmed? Hmm. <laughs> hmm. And it's still about a million times better than anything that is written now. And it was shit at the time, I didn't like it. But oh, that's, you know, it's like Waterworld. I love Waterworld, it's one of my favorite films. Came out in '95, crashed so in the box office, and it became a cult classic, like most cult classic films. On the Exxon Valdez was the baddie's ship. Very clever. Did you know that? Nope. Didn't know. Yeah, what world? Um, the bloke with the cigar. What's his name? He's in colours. That bloke, the main bloke, him. Uh, yeah. The marine. Uh, the the mariner. No, the bad bloke. The lead Deacon. bad main bad. Huh? Deacon. Is that his name? Deacon. I thought that was your surname. Deacon. Huh? Was he the Mad Max film? Wasn't he that guy? No, different guy. Anyway, no. in in the film Waterworld, you've yes. got the the main character, the baddie. He is on the Even. ship, the Exxon Valdez, which only a few years before that had the biggest oil spill in the history. Oh, of the, the oil world. tanker. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The oil tanker that he's on with the smokers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, but yeah, he's called the Deacon. It. He's called the Deacon. So that's not your surname, no? Fucking hell! Carry on, Nick. That's where, yeah, I, that's where I got on. the name from, Deacon. Because I'm completely lost where we are, to be honest. I don't know. I'm <laughs> not sure huge tangent about Wolverine. I'm loving this. About, I see some great. woman in a silver Great film, dress. by the way. Go and check it out. It's nah, brilliant. It's a great film. So move on. But anyway, Tavares. Tavares. We'll move on from Bruno having a terrible week as well as smashing up his Lamborghini. <laughs> and that serves him right. Who had so you we'll move on. smashed up their Lamborghini, Nick? Who did that? Bruno. Monday, he smashed up his Lamborghini. Oh, I love it. Oh, shame. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, and apparently he got to the training ground and I said, Oh, did you hear the really terrible news? He went, Yeah, I crashed my car. I went, No, Ronaldo. And he went, But what about my Lamborghini? Swat. Wouldn't put it past him. What happened? Yeah, they're not exactly, even though they're Manchester United, that team is not United at all, is it? Nope. And if they think Ten Hag is the only the only good thing about Ten Hag coming into Man United is Donny van der Beek is going actually going to get a few starts. That's it. That's the only I love person Donny he's going to get. I can't believe I he can't get into this team. Yeah, I think he's well, loaning him out to Everton, or am I yeah. imagining things? Yeah, that's, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. that's why he's not getting into the team. That's probably why. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but what, but he just he just never got into he never got into the side even when he was at United. I, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't yeah, believe I, it. I know a few. United I really supporters. wanted him at Arsenal. I really wanted him at Arsenal. <sighs> Me too. I thought no, he would so have been brilliant. Paying yeah. forty million pound for a player to just never play him. 
Yeah, well, you know, they've got Harry Maguire in the, in the, in the squad. 85 so. million quid. <laughs> and we think we were done on Pepe. At least we're going to get decent money for Pepe. Have you seen that? Have you seen that TikTok with Harry Maguire where he's chucking his shirt out into the crowd and it cuts? And there's a guy and he tries to he dodges the dodges the shirt. <laughs> oh, don't touch it. <laughs> <laughs> don't try that at me. <laughs> and then someone throws the shirt back at him. <laughs> right, so let's move on a little bit. Let's move on to Deacon to talk about Tavares again. Oh no, we're not actually going to do that. You've got some transfer rumors you want to talk about. Sure. Mate. Yeah, yeah. I thought. I think. Uh, obviously, we've been recently. The reason why I mentioned it is that we're recently linked to uh, Gabriel Jesus. We all know that City are going to have to uh, chop and change quite a few things if they want to bring in uh, Erlen Holland, because uh, we all know that's exactly where he's going. He all spoke the the mod the, the the words of "I'm not going there for the money. I'm going there for the project." You're going there for the money, man. We will, come on, let's be well, serious. When he goes there, he'll be as shit as Dortmund are because back in the day, we all remember when Arsenal had Thierry Henry. When we didn't have him, we were shit because the entire time it was give the ball to Thierry Henry. Yeah, Dortmund are going to have to. We but to be fair, I, to be fair, I think Dortmund do really, really well with bringing in some fantastic-looking players. Um, so I, I don't know. We all know that uh, the Bundesliga is very much just buying, 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 but. I think uh, I think Dortmund will be okay. I think they, they'll reinvest quite smartly. Um, isn't, well, isn't that Sven Mislintat like back at to... Dortmund? Isn't he back at Dortmund, Sven? Mm. Yes, I think he might be. Yeah, I, think I, can't, I don't know. I think because they make some brilliant pieces of business and got so many young... No, uh, wasn't it Stuttgart? Is it Stuttgart? Yeah, he went to I'm Stuttgart, sure. I believe, I think. Um, I'm, sure, I'm sure somebody in the chat will, will correct me. Um, but uh, Gabriel Jesus, anyway, as I was saying... Um, we all know that uh, City are going to have to make some changes and Gabriel Jesus looks like he's going to be one of the first on the chopping block. Um, if he comes in to Arsenal, depending on wages and value, transfer value, and, and comes in as uh, as the support or the second string, uh, string striker, um, I think he'd work really well. Um, I think Erdegaard would be um, in, in heaven with someone like Gabriel Jesus um, playing like he does. I think he's brilliant. I think he's got a lot of versatility. Um, but as I said, he can't be our main striker. He can't be our main, like we're, we're putting all of our money into this guy. We can't be doing that. And as I said, depending on uh, on wage and, and transfer value and everything like that. But I, I I would like him to play for Arsenal. Oh, maybe Ronaldo can't go. I agree with that. But he can't go because of the certain allegations that were made against him that he paid them to go away. Maybe he can't go to MLS. Oh, I've not heard that. What? The what? can't entering US thing because of what, what allegations? Well, the summit begins with R. It's got four letters that I'd rather nobody said. Rope. That's it. Very much like that. And he paid it the story to go away. Rope allegations. So the papers say we don't a bit know. Ropey. It was very ropey. Yeah. 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 The touch of the uh, of the Tim Westwoods. I think. <laughs> Who oh, didn't gosh. know that he was a fucking wrong? And for God's sake, <laughs> lanky prick. Go on, Nick. Talk about Pimp My Ride. The Jimmy Savile of hip-hop. <laughs> it was indeed. I've been yeah. into... I first got into hip-hop in the early 80s, and uh, in the mid-80s, and all the way up to the late, late uh, the early noughties when I just gave up on music, I always thought, how the fuck is he in charge of anything? Huh? Why is everyone thinking he's the new messiah? He's shit. I never listened to anything he did. I always thought he's a lanky fucking... 
Turns out he's a nonce. He pimps people's I, rides. I first heard him in the, I think it was like the late eighties and he used to be in a pirate channel called LWR, which I used to tune into. Like, and he was very good on that. I used to play a lot of really good old school electro. Spoke well. On <laughs> but then when he moved into the bigger leagues and that and got more mainstream and that, Oh, what, a, what a wanker. But anyway. Why wasn't he winning on. the awards at the Mobos? I mean, just look at him. He shouldn't be allowed in the audience at the Mobos. Fucking scumbags. Right, Nick, quick savers. Gab- Gab- Gabriel, Gabriel Jesus. Gabriel Jesus. <laughs> Gabriel Jesus. Does anyone... Davaris. Stan, do you want him at Arsenal? Very much so. I mean, they're talking about like 25 million or so, right? I mean, it's a, it, it's a no-brainer. And I've been a big fan of Gabriel Jesus Agreed. right from the, the very beginning. And I'm one of those that... I, you know, I play career mode on FIFA. And, you know, when you find a play and you think, oh, I like this guy. And then you start to see them in the real world. He's one of those, like Yuri Tillmans yeah. as well. Like Yuri Tillmans was for me in FIFA. Oh, He's one of those. I'd love so to I, get Tillmans. So I, I, I agree with Deacon. I don't want him to just be the main man, but he would yep. be a definite good addition to the team because he's very versatile. You know, yeah. he can play as a number nine. He can play off of the wings. He can play as a second striker. And for 25 million, coming oven ready, his stats aren't so bad Love as well. That. If you look at his stats, right, <laughs> it's the assists and everything, what he's done with he's, Brazil. Dude, he's, he's brilliant. He's absolutely no brilliant. He scored, what, two goals against uh, Real Madrid last it's night? A no, it's a no brainer. That was fact, a good game. The only thing is that when you know got, we have Mikel Arteta always on the sidelines, you always hear him going, "Gabby, Gabby, Gabby." You have three people now all looking around. You know what? Not true, playing. True, they all true. stop playing football to see what the gap <laughs> That's true. We're gonna have to try and figure that out because that's pretty much how Arteta manages on the sideline. He yeah, gives his instructions game. during the game. <laughs> see, there was a, he had a little bu- a bundle, a little circle of love going on during the uh, the Man United game. When someone was down or something was happening, because I saw a big picture of it, and you think it's it's like the old water bottle break days. Oh, uh, what celebration? Who did that celebration? Um, the guy who does soccer AM, Jimmy Bullard. Jimmy Bullard. He did the when he played for Hull. He did the celebration where he took the mick and got them all to sit down Still and brand. them all off. Yes, that's it. Absolutely celebration. Brilliant. Oh, Nick Savers, we're wandering off track. So, Again. Yeah, I, I don't want Gabriel Jesus, really? irrelevant of him being... I just don't want any player that City or Chelsea or anyone has seen deemed surplus to requirements. I just don't because think Holland's they're coming in. Huh? <laughs> it's only because Haaland's coming in. Well, if they yeah, want to go for Haaland, he's been staying there. I, I mean, just don't was... want it. And you're saying he'd come in to be second fiddle. So if he's going to leave City because he doesn't want to be second fiddle to him, why would he come and be second fiddle? He's not got a choice. He's getting booted out. They're, they're, they're putting a for sale sign on his face. Yeah. I, th- I think this is a lot of smoke and mirrors. I, I can't see it. It potentially happening. could be. I don't disagree with you there. But mm. I think saying no to him just because he doesn't, he, City doesn't think he's going to. City are light years ahead of us. Light years. They're going in for one of the biggest, best up-and-coming strikers that we've seen in a very long time, Erling Haaland. They're going in for him, like, casually. They're like, yeah, he's done. And we just need to make a little bit of room, so we'll get rid of Gabriel Jesus. Not that he's playing poorly. He's he's still doing really, really well. And City are... We're not on City's level. We're nowhere near. We we can see him off in the distance. We can see the, 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 the exhaust fumes. We need to... Someone like Gabriel Jesus will instantly... Oven ready, love that analogy. <laughs> we'll we'll come into the side, and we we need a squad. We don't have a squad. 
We've got uh, we, we're bare bones. We need yeah. to bulk up for the winter. We need to bulk up. And Gabriel Jesus for twenty five million. If that's rumored, that's deal. The one thing that we're it. missing, the one thing that we're missing is 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 variety, and he yes. will bring variety. He will add 100%. variety to to what we have. And if we want to be fighting on four in four competitions, yes. you're gonna need you're gonna need somebody like Gabriel. You can't just bring in a Darwin Nunes and expect him to do all champions. Of his own. He scores semi final Real Madrid. Cool. But then next season we could have Tammy Abraham. We'll, we'll just keep Eddie. We'll just keep Eddie. It's fine. Tammy Abraham, Gabriel right. Jesus, and uh, we're looking at Terry Buddha. So that'd be a lovely front Terry three. Butcher. Is that what? Terry Butcher. Terry Oh, and Harry Krishna might be joining as well. Nice. I just yeah, wonder so. if there's a player out there we haven't got. I mean, because like you say, Harland, you know, how he's sort of linked with Arsenal. Not we're signing not. him. We're not signing him. But how, you know, Dortmund signed him because they sold us a Bamiang. Do you see what I mean? I was like, sure. We need to... You know, no, and I don't care. There's, I mean, I'm sure there's a few hipsters to say, yeah, I knew Haaland before he signed for Dortmund. You know, I've been watching him when he was since playing he was for when he was playing for Molder, twelve and all that sort of thing. He was playing no for Molder, and then he went him. to, and then he went to Salzburg. You know, no, in an yeah. under eighteen game, I, I, we know him not game. because we're hipsters, but because we live and breathe football manager. And that's pretty oh, much right. what I play all the time, as as now. <laughs> yeah. So what I'm saying is we I'm... we know him because we live and breathe a game that uh, yeah. that predict these players ten years in advance. Not because we're like googling and surfing the internet yeah. for all of these random players. This game just tells us who the best players are. But wasn't he playing under Oli Solskjaer in in Yes, Norway. he was at Mulder. Yeah, yeah. I thought he was going to make a transition from Salzburg Red Bull to, to Leipzig. Leipzig. That what yeah. he was going to do. Uh, but path, then he went yeah, to... That's, cool, yeah. um, that's, how, that's how much I was following the Holland story. Uh, very early doors. But we've got players that we could look at too, like Lataro Martinez uh, from Inter. I think he could be a promising like player. Uh, obviously, Jonathan very David good. and Alexander Isaac and stuff like that are other players that we could look at. Then you've got the Nunes. Thing. No one's really talking about the Nunes kind of came up and then kind of died a little bit. We got well, you know if Jonathan we David play against Man United in the what, in Europe recently or Chelsea or they played yeah. some English team and he was rubbish. Didn't this do a thing. But he's not he's not ready to lead the line. He's not ready. He he's very much uh, like a Martinelli. Um, he's yeah, very, very quick. Uh, he runs than the at the second striker. I think. Ex- exactly, exactly, exactly. So so we need a player that can lead the line. I obviously was in love with Vlahovic. Vlahovic, that's the one. There we go, Vlahovic. But he obviously went to Juventus because that's generally what they do. Dybala's coming up for free at the end of the season. I'm not saying he could... Dybala. Dybala. End of the season on a free. On a free. I'm just laughing at the guys in the chat room. They're all talking about Zhao Felix though. <laughs> oh yeah, obviously Jao Felix from uh, from Atleti um, is another potential uh, where we could we could look at as well. Um, but uh, there's lots of promising players, but we need to we need to focus on the one that's going to be the one that's going to be leading. You know, the number nine, the new number nine for Arsenal. Who's that going to be? We can't sign two or three of these players, or three or four of these players. Sorry, we can only sign two really yeah. theoretically so we need one that's going to be like right this this is the man that's going to lead arsenal to uh consecutive champions league uh progression in so the Deacon, in your in your eyes then if you're going to bring in two uh you know forwards and let's say one of those is gabriel jesus that's all done and dusted for 25 million okay who, okay. who, who, who are you spending the big money on them to lead the line who would you choose 
It's uh, I I I really like Lotaro Martinez from Inter. He's good. I, He's good. I really like him. He's had a poor season this season, but then has so had uh, so has a, as Alexander Isaac. Um, but I think Martinez. I think he could. I think he could. Uh, if we give him games. I think he could turn into a world-class striker. I think he's got all the facets. Um, he's got the he's got that raw drive and determination. And he's got the ability, um, and he has stupid haircuts. So he'll fit in right, you know, <laughs> Arsenal. You know, considering we sign strikers with stupid haircuts. Um, so yeah, I, I'd like if if not Nunez because I think his 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 stats are really you know I know it's only been a season, um, but I you know you can only do what you can do where you are. Um, I really like him. I don't think Jonathan David's ready. I think Isaac is not the guy that leads the line. Um, but, you know, who knows? We'll end up signing someone completely left field. I have no idea who that's going to be. But that's who I'd go for Martinez, Lataro Martinez. If we get Gabriel Jesus for £25 million, that will be probably, I bet you'll be the, the 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 signing of the season by the end of the season. That's my that's my claim. If we sign someone like that and give him games hmm. with, with Erdegaard, who's created the most chances in the Premier League to date. Yeah. I think we turn Gabriel Jesus into a, a world beater. Not that he's not already doing it at City. I think a, a player of his calibre that's only being let go because they're going to sign the world's best striker right now. I think he'll do all right. Fresh surroundings for him as well. I think he'll have I think he'll do I think he'll well. do fine. I think he'll yeah. do fine. He'll love London. He'll love the the project. He's young, he's 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 driven. I I what about you, Danny? What two strokers do you think we should bring in? I don't think we've got time to muck around and let give someone six months to settle in. So I think yeah. it'll all depend on, and um, we've got to get rid of Pepe. That is going to be a huge loss, £15 million maybe. More likely, because he's on 140 grand a week and he's at best a league on player. And unless you're at PSG, you're not earning 140 grand a week. So that's probably going to be a loan, a two-year loan until his contract is up, then let him go, which is fucking shocking. Our record transfer of £72 million um, and then, so if we can get rid of him, I, I, Eddie's going to have to go. I don't care what Eddie does the rest of the season. I'm glad that he's proved some of the critics wrong and, and scored a couple of goals. But if we are going to um, go far in the um, and do well in the Champions League quarterfinals, maybe with some of the players we've got, we've got the potential for that if we get the right players. Uh, if not, definitely out of the group stages, then we're going to need two strikers. We need someone who's going to score the goals and someone who's going to be willing to to be back up or um, to swap around because next season hopefully we'll be playing maybe 60 games all competitions rather than I don't know what we played this season 45 in total after after it's all said and done so uh, I do like Dominic Calvert-Lewin but he's he's not really doing that much at Everton and when he does play he's uh, I think we like him because he's English and because he uh, is, is, is good in the air which is something we've missed but I do like I've Tammy been... Abraham huh? oh, sorry let me just jump in there on the DCL yeah. thing um I've been saying for for months now, if we had prime time Olivier Giroud in this side right now, we would have won the league. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I'm just saying. No, well, I'm just saying. League, know, the amount of crosses right we put there. in, the amount of crosses we put in, it's set up perfectly for him. If we had prime time, I mean, when when Olivier Giroud was brilliant, not the time when Ozil was about to get the most assists in the season, and Giroud just went, "What's a goal?" Uh-huh. <laughs> not that not that Giroud pick, the Giroud just slightly before time. that when he was doing all of the sh- fucking stuff uh, I, I think if we had prime time Olivier Giroud in this side right now we not only win the league but we win it convincingly um, and we challenge in the if we have Champions League we would challenge in the Champions League 100% no. without a shadow of a doubt so someone like DCO is a good shout but 
I think we only go for him if Everton get relegated. If we can get him on the cheap, do you think? If we can get him on the cheap, no, yeah, yeah, one hundred percent, yeah, do it. If we can get, but the thing is, who would you rather go for? DCL, who would one hundred percent fit in this Arsenal team right now, and he's young, he's English. Well, he's not young. How old is DCL? About twenty-five. Twenty-five. That's not too bad. Um, um, Richarlison. That diving little prick. Don't want him anywhere near (laughs) our club. I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. I know what oh, you're saying. It's horrible. Don't, don't, don't cut your nose to spot your face. He's a horrible uh, person and a horrible player. He's like the one who'll have a couple of good games a season. You don't think you don't think he'd be worth a punt? No? Just because of abs- that? I wouldn't want a scumbag like that at our club. But oh, just okay, looking at, at Calvert Lewin, this yeah. season he's only played um 14 games. Last season, all comps. Last season 39, 41, 38, 44. So and before this season, goals? last season, he got 21 in 39 all comps and 15 the season before that. 25 years old. And when he plays for England, he's got four in 11. So when he's playing around decent players. I think he'd fit in this. If, if, if Everton get relegated, I think we have a good chance of getting him someone Six like DCL. Two. I think he'd fit it's perfectly. Sheffield we could potentially turn Sheffield him into United. the Giroud that we were looking for. It's very hard to find these these uh, playoff target men star strikers nowadays. It's quite a difficult kind of style of play. And, and uh, Arteta is very much looking for that, that striker that drops as well as uh, runs uh, and, and obviously get up in the air and get, and get about. Um, DCL could do that, but it's, it all depends on whether Everton get relegated. So if we beat him on the final day of the season and we get them relegated, we'll just, we'll just sign him in the tunnel on that day. Sign him in the tunnel. Come on in. Come on in, mate. Let's, let's go yeah. over here, shall we? You just stay yeah, there. Yeah, but the coach is coming down for the game. Side. The players are going. We'll go back to there in got- where there's a, there's a park that separates Liverpool and Everton. It's called Stanley Park. Just makes me giggle that they, they must just walk around with Stanley knives in there. All the time I live, next, run. I, live in, I live in Vancouver and right next to where I live is Stanley is a Stanley Park and it's not my park. Oh interesting. So oh, okay. Me, but... Not yours. Oh, okay. But yeah, I I uh I, I if everyone re- get relegated, yeah, let's have a little let's have a little look at this year. I agree. Right, as we're going, I'll ask Stanley another question which I never told to you who I liked. Oh yeah, I'm sorry, sorry, oh, Stan. Oh, I only got I only managed to say one before Deke interrupted. Oh, my God. Go on, Stan. Here we go. All right. Now you all mentioned some you all mentioned some really good ones there. So you know, yeah, yeah. All, some really good ones. But um just to play devil's advocate a little bit and, and mention okay. a new name, I quite like Victor Ossiman. Oh from, of, uh, uh, Napoli. Uh, Napoli. Napoli, yeah. yeah. He's young, he's 22, uh, he's very strong, very helpful fast. Helpful players out of the way yeah. to create space. But I mean, a lot of the names that I'm not he'd so be sure very, he'd be, ex- he'd be very, 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 very expensive. Probably one of the most yeah. expensive. That would be around about 80 million euros, something plus, like that. Plus, yeah. yeah. He's, uh, that's why I didn't even mention him. Because, uh, you know, I went for Lataro Martinez. Uh, I think he'd probably be half that. Um, really? Yeah, I think he'd be 40, 50 million. No way! Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really? I thought you. Yeah, I okay. think you could get him. I, I, I thought that was be around. 40, I thought he'd be around about. No, Victor Osman. He's what? Well, yeah, he's one hundred percent. That uh, Victor's like he's. So you basically what you're spending seventy five million on uh, Martinez, Lautaro, and uh, Gabriel Jesus. Yes, that's, that's I mean, my that's my thought process. I mean, yeah, that's not bad shopping. No, that's that's exactly. what I was going to going for in yeah, my that's, mind. That's very good. Um, that's but going for money. going for Victor from Napoli, I think he's he's so he's going to be so expensive, dude. So ex- he's brilliant, though. Absolutely, think he's a phenomenal football player. Strong, 
fast, aggressive. He would he would dominate the Premier League. I think he's got that. He's got the build already. He's got the build already to do it. Um, but he's expensive. Napoli will not let him go for for cheap. It's going to be yeah. You're right. Eighty plus. Yeah. Have have a lay down. You're getting too excited. No one's getting the chance. No, shh. Calm down. Poor old Nick hasn't even answered a single question yet. So is that? You wanted to talk um, about his striker option. Is that with um, Jesus as well? You're thinking him too, and maybe someone else. Who else are you mm. think? A, any, a name in mind? Or so that's, that's what I like. I like an answer. I like standard. Yeah. I am who I am. You've you <laughs> fucking know me for years. That's it is what it is, mate. I'm not one of those. I've got I've got a little bit more to offer. I know. At least I fucking respond, Danny. <laughs> <laughs> start putting me start putting me hand up. Fucking hell. I do have a little shopping list. You know, my shopping list in, would include. Um, Two strikers, you know, Gabriel Jesus is definitely in there now for the sort of money that we're talking about and what he could bring. You know, there's a whole range that you could bring in for the other one, you know, some of the names that we've just mentioned. But I'd also like to bring in, um, I'd like to bring in Ruben Neves because I think that we do need some, a bit of, again, the term oven ready, but a little bit of experience. I really worry that if Lacazette goes, and let's say for whatever reason Xhaka goes, and then they're replaced with players that have a profile between the ages of 20 and 24, and maybe from another league, I worry that we don't have anybody, any any experienced heads around the team. So I'd like to bring in Ruben Neves and also Yuri Tielemans, um, because I think that we are short in the midfield area, so we have some experience there. When I say experience, Neves is only 25 himself, but he's been on the scene now for so long. Um, Yuri Tillemans with a bit of youth and I'd also like to bring in a wide player and I quite like the, the guy playing over in the RDVC, the uh, Cody Gakpo who I've started uh, hearing about and looking at and um, he could be a good option as well and that would be like the uh, the quartet that I'd like to bring in I think we're good in, in defence if Saliba's going to be part of the team um, yeah that would be my little shopping list well, you're over there. You could just pop over to the other stand and say, "Here, you go, mate. Can you just sign this check for two hundred million? What do you think?" I, I don't think he's going to be withholding money from all sounds no. of it. My biggest worry is it sounds like this summer there's going to probably be around about the same amount that we spent just recently. But my worry is if we don't make Europe, then it doesn't matter how much money you got, you're not going to get the right caliber of player to get us to where we want to be. We'll be buying, we'll be bringing in mediocre players, and then the squad won't might not be good enough next season to get us up into the Champions League. So I think it's imperative this season that we finish really well. We, we minimum has to be the Europa League because we've got money to spend. We've got to splash the cash, and the top players they want to sit at the top table. That's very true. Like I say. That that not just getting into Europe, so like, that's going to be the caliber of player, isn't it? We get as well. But there we go. So I asked last question to Danny. Obviously, I think he's has he asked anyone in the chat if they got any questions. You could start starring them, but I'll I'll ask just, you this one, Danny. I've just asked how, them. How, yeah, how can we beat Chelsea and Man United like that, yet lose to Palace, Brighton, and Southampton? Well, I had I asked this question, and Femi had a good answer. When we're chasing the game, we can't do it. But when we go up early, then we, the game's in our hands, which we did against both those teams, scored early goals. Against Chelsea, we scored in the 13th minute. And against Man United, we scored in the uh, third minute. 
And so then we're, we're not chasing the game and then we can play better football. That's it. And I thought, Femi's right. That's it. Yeah. Got nothing else to say. Yeah. I mean, I think it's similar because I mean, I'll have a look back at like the stats because we all love stats in football. You know, those three games we had pretty much the lot, you know, the games we lost, we had the lion's share of possession and did actually have quite a few shots, but maybe we just could not score a goal. And maybe we're going to, whether it is a Calvert Lewin or someone a bit different, you know, that can actually get us out of this muddle because it's all good and well, you know, beating United and, you know, Man City, you know, United, Chelsea, and playing well against City. We, you know, if we'd have lost those, but those two games, but beat Palace, Brighton, and Southampton, what we probably should have done, we'd st- we'd be sitting there on more points, wouldn't we? And you know, it's hilarious when we get desperate because you see Arteta bringing on. We have we'll have uh, we'll have Pepe, Eddie, Lacazette, Martinelli. We're playing four strikers, and we still can't do anything. I mean, I was looking at the, the stats from the number of goals for those games. And we actually had a better attacking, more shots on target and all of that stuff against the team games that we lost than we did against uh, Chelsea, I think. Yeah. I didn't have it all written down. I don't know where it's gone now. My fat fingers have got the best of me. But there's, there's no questions, Nick. There's one about something we haven't talked about tonight, Tavares, and it's a bit late to get into that. <laughs> yeah. um, Phil Macker says, uh, will Eddie stay as number two striker? No, he won't. That's it. That's all we've done. Deke's been very, very quiet. He's proven a point. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only joking. Uh, yeah, no, Eddie's not done. That's done. So we've got no questions, Nick. Oh, here we go. Procrastinating Womble has got one. Can we build a time machine and show Wenger that FFP is going to be bollocks? Doc Brown style. I like he that. Wouldn't listen. That's, I like that. No, he wouldn't. It'd be too busy sorting out the, the cutlery. And whatever his yeah. answer would be, it'd probably start with the phrase, Luca. Um, um, <laughs> Luca. He speaks seven languages. Fair play to the guy. Like, fair play and to the guy. He can't answer a, a straight question. He can't give a straight answer in any of them. <laughs> <laughs> At least he doesn't give too much away, does he? Remember the times? Mm. Who, who was the signing that we signed? Where he kind of just kind of like, Smirked at the that camera. Cheekiest of smiles. The right? cheekiest yeah. of he, he be, I bet he's a shit poker player. That's not <laughs> a poker face at all. But it was brilliant. Out. Just that moment, you know. Uh, you know, it was, he was fantastic. I love. We've still got no questions, Nick. Phil's taking the piss, so he can. He should be put on suspension for for that kind of nonsense. And I'm just I mean, making it's because me hungry. we've won two games of football and everyone's happy. There's, we've got no questions to moan about. No one likes it when we've got, when we're doing well, do we? That's what I was going to say. You asked a moment ago, Nick, about the inconsistencies with those three games that we lost. And then all of a sudden it's like, yeah, we're rocking up at Chelsea and Man United. I honestly believe that this is a symptom of, of, in, of uh, the youth and the inexperience that we have in and around the team. And I, that's why I really hope that whoever we do bring in, there is some experience because if we don't and and those players leave and they're replaced with those players of a similar age and profile, I'll remember that next season, you will see similar things. There'll be games where we'll have a two or three run game where we don't get anything out of it and we'll all be scratching our heads. It worries me that when we bought, let's say, look, look at our defence. Where is the experience in our defensive line? I mean, the most experienced player is probably Kieran Tierney. They're very good individually. White's a good individual player. So is Gabriel. But I worry at times that in certain situations, certain aspects of the game, who's, who is it that's leading who? 
I'm not saying that I miss David Luiz, but I kind of miss the stature, what he was able to do by helping some of the young players through the game. I'm glad we got rid of him. Don't get me wrong. But it does worry me that we don't have that in and around the team. And until we get that, I do believe that there will be other instances where we'll have games where we'll go two, three games and have stupid runs like we did. True. Yeah, I'm, I do miss his, his, um, his, uh, the big brother situation, I suppose it would be at Arsenal. He's been played all over the place and he's a, an international and he's someone you can, he's dependable, but he's also got a, a bit of a granite jacker in him at times, doesn't he? He's going to fuck it up. We need I think to sign he, a centre-back. We need to sign a centre-back. Well, it's just said today that 50% of Twitter is going, Saliba is staying, and the others are going, no, he's going, and that's the breaking news on Saliba today. Be different tomorrow. The other 50% will swap it around. Do you got anything else, Nick? Nick do you think no, I think was, uh, unless anyone else got anything to say, we'll go on some shout-outs. Deacon, do you still think we need a centre-back if Saliba comes in? I thought you were going to ask me about Tavares for a minute. No, that's my follow-up question. You were getting me with such a serious tone, I was waiting for you to mention it. I can be serious at times. But, I mean, I think if, if Saliba's going to come back, we've got Rob yep. Holden, Gabriel and yep. White, do you still yep. think that we need to squeak in another centre-back? Or is there maybe maybe someone from the academy that could be hanging around like a Ballard or a McGuinness? I think if they were if they were floating around and, and involved in the side, they would have been on the bench by now and, and shown their shown their presence in the first team. I think uh, I think we lack in quality at centre uh, at the uh, at the centre back position when it comes to academy. If I'm honest with you, um, and full you know, back. yeah, and fullback um, Zach Swanson. You know he's he's floating around and whatnot, but I um, position does Swanson play? Sorry. What position does Swanson play? I've seen his. I don't know who. What position Swanson he plays? Play. Uh, he plays wing back, doesn't he? Swanson. I, just, I, I don't so know. He plays, he can play centre back and he can play in the middle of the park, as far okay. as I can remember, um, like a deep lying. Um, but uh, yeah, that's like the only name that I can vaguely remember uh, in a defensive position. Um, I I think we I think we don't really have anyone there. I think relying on uh, a season where we've only got where we've got four. That's that's if Saliba happens. Like we, we still don't know what the. Going to happen there? Do you know what I mean? We can't roll. We can't. I don't think we can go into a season where we're hoping, like, uh, like uh, Danny said, where we've got sixty. We want sixty games. We've got to have. We've got to have at least, not at least, but about five. I think five centre backs is is a smart play. I don't think we need to be doing anything more than that. We've we have to juggle. We have to have a big squad, and we have to juggle a bit more. Um, if we've got these games coming in thick and fast, one injury can just upset the the apple cart, and I don't want that to happen. Procrastin- procrastinating Mumble says we have a fullback in League One. Is that that Brooke Norton Cuffey fella? He's a he's a decent player. I, I do love a double barreled name, by the way, as well. So I, I'm happy about that. Is is he any good? There was a video of him going around. He is bloody quick. He likes to come in from the wing and then or fullback and then run across the central midfield and then run past everyone. And okay, he's a uh, wing back. Yeah, he's he's very very promising, but I'm not sure. What team he's playing for? It's uh, he's playing for. Oh, he's playing for Lincoln, and what are they? League One? Yeah, they're League One. Oh, okay. So uh, not a really high level, but like like uh, Deke was saying, there isn't really anybody. I mean, we've got our, our, our attacking ones like um, Miguel Aziz is another central midfielder, but Portsmouth didn't play him properly, and so he's we've not got you know much. we've got Birif that we signed from Fulham. He's he he's, looks he looks fantastic. He's the uh, really strong already. This is what I mean. He looks strong and tall and. 
uh, a, a great player, but um, he's not featured. For, I thought he would have featured for us by now, like in a in a in a in a league cup I game think, or something. Wasn't he a um, um, included? In, he's been training with the first. I think that's the way Arteta likes to do it. You bring Integrate. him in training with the first team sure. squad for six I think months. We'll see, I think we'll see. I think we'll see. Is he Serbian? No, he's English. Is he English? He's English. Oh, His okay. parents are um, from Eastern Europe. I mean, are they Eastern Europe or are they Denmark or Scandinavian or I'm somewhere sure, like that? I can't I'm remember. Sure we'll find out. Um, but um, yeah, I, th- I yeah, I think we'll see him in the in the summer uh, training. I think we'll see him in the summer training for sure. I think he looks really good. Stan, I'll just ask you a quick question before we do our show. Do you think, because we're talking about bringing in older players for their experience, do you think maybe bringing in older players, you know, if maybe just retired, whether, I mean, I don't know if um, David Luiz is now retired or retiring. I know Koscielny's just finished and I don't know if he's burnt a lot of bridges at Arsenal, but bring them in to do, if they wanted to do their coaching badges and just have them, around the you know around the training and around the club that sort of way so not in a playing capacity but ambassador in a mentor yeah. i'm not sure whether uh, whoever whether it's arteta or other people behind the scenes are kind of into that because if i was going to choose between bringing in you know people that are uh, ex-players to come in in and around the club someone like a martin keown for example i'd rather do that then be paying out money to bring in an outside organisation to come in and spend six months with us and tell us about our heritage and culture. I think there's a much easier way that that can be done, and I'd rather be doing it with ex-players. So is that a yes then? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes. we love the yes now. Got there in the end. <laughs> but it was called up to the Denmark under nineteen squad in two thousand October twenty twenty one. So okay. he's English. He's born in England, but he's, I think his parentage is Danish. I think it's, I think it's the uh, who's the Serbian striker that I was thinking of, Mitrovic. Oh, oh yes, other Fulham one, possibly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that's a, the Serbian striker from Fulham. Yeah, but he's a hell of a player. Go on, Nick. Yeah, right. So let's just go on to um, shout out Steak. And I mean, we know who you're going to shout out. Your favourite left back in the world. Is he even on Twitter? I don't even know if he's on Twitter. <laughs> Otherwise, I'd shout him out. Uh, I, to be honest, um, uh, no, I don't have any. I didn't even think about a shout out, to be honest, perfectly honest with you. Um, come back to me. Come back to me. Come back, come to, back me. to me. Danny, have you thought of one? Uh, there was someone that I wanted to mention last week with the. Uh, it was the Arsenal um, scout who passed away. Um, I can't remember his name. I did have that. Steve Rowley. I think he'd been at the club since 1981 and then he only retired a few years ago and he passed away at 63. And, and, Brilliant uh, scout. Yeah, all the... Oh, oh, what have I done? Oh, I didn't know you could turn that on and off. Um, yeah, and so he was... Uh, all the Arsenals like um, Adams and, and Rocastle and Parler and, well, there's no point listing them all, but I think he had a hand in, in finding them all. Um, they all knew him and they all, they've all tweeted... Uh, the ones that are on Twitter have tweeted about it and said how bad it is, and that's that's really sad. So um, yeah, we should have said that on last week's podcast. But as as for a gentleman's nod, no, I don't think there is anybody. There's uh, maybe go to uh, Glenn uh, Goon in New York, or oh, I think that's what he was on the preview show for Man United, and he was very positive about it all. And he's got his own YouTube channel, and uh, I should put it in the chat. But just go and have a watch of what he does because it's uh, it's kind of funny. And it's, it's kind of weird, 
but that's uh, that's Glenn for you. I watched his latest video last night where he's just walking around a park in, in New York, uh, talking to a camera and uh, getting angry. Uh, it's G-L-E-N-N-A-F-C-N-E-W-Y-A-L-K. So go and have a go and find his channel and, and just give it give it one go. You'll either like it or you'll hate it. Lovely. Stan, you thought of one yet? Yes, I'd like to give a shout out and raise some awareness for a friend of mine over there in uh, Oklahoma, the Sunaguna, a.k.a. Tony Turner. Um, I don't know if a lot of you know, but he went for a really bad time um, just over a year ago where all of a sudden, very quickly, he got an infection in his toe. And then within a couple of days, the diagnosis was that they had to take his leg off from the knee down. You know, so he's uh, struggling at the moment to sort of like raise a lot of uh, raise the money for his proper prosthetic leg. You know, we've tried to uh, put on some things for him. We've raised we've raised some money for him, but we're still a long way off the target. So if you go over to his um, his uh, Twitter at T A O P R O P H E T. That's T-A-O Profit, basically, at 420. And you can see his pinned tweet. If you want to help out a fellow gooner, just chuck in a fiver, maybe enough for a pint. It will all go to a good course to get Tony's uh, new peg so he can get up and about and uh, look after his uh, property. He's got big property over there in Oklahoma, and it's really a struggle for him. So give that a look, please. Oh, that was nice. Of course. Where are you, Dee? Can you thought someone yet? Nope. No, I, I spent, I spent <laughs> I ages. Thought, I thought he was going to shout out Tavares. Yeah, no, <laughs> I, 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 I was on Twitter. I, I uh, no, I've got no one to shout out. Um, no one, no one important or anything like that. Not like you know, my cat's obviously going through some stuff at the moment. But I spoke. Well, about shout yourself out then. Give your give your own Twitter a shout out. Um, if you are, um, <laughs> here comes Daddy. the disclaimer. <laughs> <laughs> I always give the disclaimer. If you are a fan of Daddy Elon. Uh, then hit me up on the Twitter, and if you're a political, hit me up on Twitter. Uh, then that's at uh, uh, Deacon Justified at Deacon Justified. Come follow me if you're into that sort of stuff. I talk about Arsenal, but it's a lot of lot of politics. Oh, that's nice. I was best to try and end this podcast quickly so we can get out of here because it's been interesting talking about Tavares most of the day. But it should yeah. be just the podcast should just be called Tavares. <laughs> probably <laughs> full stop <laughs> have you got anyone you're saying hello to Nick uh nah not really oh for fuck's sake <laughs> well I, I, I didn't, I didn't think I'm, I wasn't prepared for a shout out so I don't have no idea no I can't be bothered to show anyone out tell uh, me for the new stuff you bought for your games collection Oh, I could take myself out. That's a great idea. Nick fights on Twitch. I've been getting some like all retro games and stuff like that. I've got some like cables and stuff so I can play a lot of the older PS2 games and older Xbox games. So I'll be playing some of those. I'm going to be playing um, uh, Dark Souls 3, a really hard game (laughs) where I will die all the time and scream and cry like a baby because that's how I Twitch stream. Dick, have you ever played an old Xbox game, Scarface, The World Is Yours? I've got an old Xbox literally over by my, <laughs> my television over there, mate, as well as my Dreamcast. Um, but uh, no, I've not played that. I've not played that. Decent? Nick? Well, no, Scarface is in the film. Scarface I've probably film. got it. I've got hundreds of games. Yeah, I, I think I've got, some, I think I've got the Godfather movie. as well, them sort of games. It's not based on the movie. It's kind of like, sort of like a GTA. Obviously, it's a lot earlier. Yeah. but Interesting. It's, it's, 
but you start off as Tony Montana. He survives the shootout at the end, and then you basically have to rebuild his empire again from scratch. That sounds great. It's a really and that was on really Xbox Classic, game. was it? Yeah, it I, I, I still works on. It still works on the Xbox Pre- One because I've got the disc, and it still works on oh, the really? Xbox One. But it was prior. It's older than Xbox One. I think it might have been even the first Xbox, that big black chunky thing. Yeah, so I've got that over right. there. I've yeah. got that over there. I hate it. Uh, I'll tell you why I hate oh, it. It could have been potentially 360. Could have been 360. But it's a really great game. It's got some great music in it from that era as well. And lots of cars, you know, the, the, all of the acting of characters that were actually in the movie. Kind of sounds well. like GTA uh, Vice City. Kind of that yeah, Vice City yeah, vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's more like Vice City. You, like you just chuck on the radio on Vice City and it's better than any other radio station yeah. in, in real it, life. Scarface, the world is yours. Worth a look if you like. Interesting. Oh, interesting i like that okay that sounds it's cool. the bane of my life that game stan i had it on the psp one of them when i bought someone's psp and sold it all yeah i sold it once and then i realized it wasn't the game it wasn't the film it was the game so then i had to give them their money back and then i sold it again about a month ago and it got lost in the post so i had to refund it for a second time white cover having fun it? having fun yeah. there you go nick yeah, let's try and end, end the, the show on a low. Before Deacon starts talking about Tavares again, <laughs> he will do. Okay, thanks everyone. You've been listening to a Burkamp Wonderland, which is, like I said, the greatest podcast in the world. Even and we don't thanks that, to Stan, Deacon, and Danny for pressing all the buttons. You did magnificent today, Danny. Well done. Give yourself a pat on the back. Well, I could do if I'm, I'm too fat. My, my my arms don't reach. So, uh, well done. Um, bit pointing it all in the right direction. It's very good of you. You're welcome. So thanks, everyone. See you. We'll be on the next game. It's at West Ham the weekend, so it'll be a live and a preview. So obviously check out uh, Burkamp Wonderland at Twitter to see what time we'll be going live, like a pre-show and the show after the game. So if you want to listen live on there, it'd be great. If anyone, you know, listening on Twitter, chuck us your what, Twitch Prime subs if you've got any of them. Because no, give you know, them to you. I don't no, need them. I don't need them. You need them. You might need to get the Audi washed. No, I, the Audi's good, Audi. Danny, Danny, can you do yes. me a favour? What's that? Can you switch this shit off, please? As soon as I scored that goal, I was fucking livid. Splendid business. Get down, dog. <laughs>